Wheel of Fortune Junior Edition. Now everyone's favorite TV game show is just for kids. Welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. All right. Now, funny enough, Wheel of Fortune has three contestants, and we are three people who run this podcast, and it's worth mentioning that because it has been a while since w. the three of us have all been on the show. That's true. Uh, Sean, you, you, Sean, you can't just start shouting out letters. You have to at least spin the wheel. I did. You just can't hear it. You should know this because we've already <laughs> recorded the Wheel of Fortune episode. Yeah. This is just this is just the kids' version, which <laughs> makes me wonder. First question out the gate: Did you need a kids' version of Wheel of Fortune? <laughs> the Jeopardy one kind of makes sense. Like it's the questions are easier here. It's just like the words that you guess are, I guess, like more relatable to kids <laughs> than anywhere else. But like it's still words that you would know. There was no. Ch super challenging words in the original Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, it's uh, the junior aspect of it is like is like a little hard to see. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess some of these things like kids like. Is is Vanna's dress just cut a bit more modestly? I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, that must be it. I I think coming off of um, Sesame Street one two three and ABC, we got this is like the third one. This is like the next kids game. Exactly the same as the Sesame Street games. If I just pull out some random words, though, okay, like that you can guess Alcatraz, Albert Einstein, um, trying to find another one in the bees that, uh, broccoli, you know, like these are things that aren't necessarily like exclusive to children. Well, uh, th I think the game itself is like there's only ever going to be 26 things you can pick and like the the rules of how common letters are, are is not going to change based on if if whatever thing person event or phrase you're guessing for is is for kids or for adults like the the game fundamentally does not change uh i guess it's just going to be easier to guess or not yeah and mike did you say alcatraz was one of the words in this game Yes, Alcatraz was one of the words in this uh, game. I would venture to say that that is definitively not a kid word. Uh, you didn't see the cartoon <laughs> yeah. Alcatraz? I'm looking at one right now, dental hygienist. Which, like, yeah, I'm sure kids... Like, when I was a kid, I just went to the dentist. I didn't know that there was, like, a Yeah, hygienist. just call him the dentist at yeah. that point. Right. There's another <laughs> one here, too. Um, arithmetic book. That's a math textbook. Uh, arithmetic, Mike. Yeah, arithmetic. yeah, I know, I know. But that's Michael's spelling for you. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. You know, in the Wheel of Fortune game, if you said it wrong, like how I just did, they wouldn't give you the actual points for that. You'd ha you have to say it how it actually is. But in the game, I would have been correct because it's only putting letters on the screen. There's no voice component where you like shout into the controller the answer. That's true. I mean, you could theoretically not know how to pronounce any English words and do well at this game. But not true in the actual Wheel of Fortune, which I guess is just if we're, you know, if they're trying to go for the Wheel of Fortune experience at home, 
uh, last time we talked about this game, we said that this is better than Jeopardy because at least how you pick out letters makes more sense for the format of like picking out one letter at a time in Jeopardy. It's the tedious to spell everything out and any little misspelling uh, counts against you. In this game, arguably, all you have to do is just pick letters, knock them off the board. It's like a little, it's a little bit like Hangman, uh, an older version of what the kids today call Wordle. And um, <laughs> I, I think that the Wheel of Fortune Junior Edition, Regular Edition, the way that they pull off the the game show translated to video game is better than Jeopardy. Oh, absolutely. I think we may have even mentioned that. I don't know what order we played these in. And I'm same just, order. Same order. It was the same order. Okay, so we did say that before, right? You gotta you gotta put the words in my mouth, Mike. Because uh, I don't quite remember the conversation, but I would say that yes, uh, Je- Jeopardy is not a as easily uh, translated into video game ness because it's not as binary. So, uh, but that that that's just that's just Wheel of Fortune in general. What makes it? Let, let's make it more junior. And to make it more junior, they even went through the trouble of uh, changing the prizes of what you can win. So there's no more, um, there's no more car. Now you win a bike and there's, <laughs> and the vacation is a trip to Disney world. And, um, uh, you know, you can win, uh, stereo equipment instead of, I, I don't know what the, what would have been the equivalent I think for still an adult just stereo, equipment. stereo equipment. Yeah. yeah. But you go, you, you don't win a bike. You win 10 speed bikes. Oh, really? <laughs> That's, well, I think it, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be like 10 speed bike. Oh, it's a 10 it's speed a thing, bike. But like, it says 10 <laughs> speed bikes. With, it's I plural. <laughs> okay. Uh, so unless, until you said that it was plural, I would have said that that's just another, that's a Joeism now. Because <laughs> no, I think no. a 10 speed bike is a thing. This is, I, I, I actually don't know what that means specifically. I guess it's just the gears. Yes. But, <laughs> I, but either way, it was plural, unless I'm misremembering <laughs> or just trying to defend myself frantically. It's okay. Yeah. The strategy doesn't change at all for Wheel of Fortune here because the the game plays exactly the same. Again, it's only what is the uh, word that you spell out that changes. Even the categories are still the same. Thing. Thing could be anything. Uh, <laughs> literally, like I, that, that is the most vague Wheel of Fortune category ever for, um, for some of these, uh, you know, bubble bath is a thing. I, I could argue <laughs> that you could subcategorize that. That doesn't need to just be thing. Right. That could- My favorite category is fiction person, uh, <laughs> which seems a lot more specialized than obviously thing. Um, and I, I don't know, but how would you specialize past thing for something like bubble bath? Would it just be like bath bathroom thing? Uh, <laughs> house, house, house. Okay. Yeah, household. Right. Because it's I, also I like bubble bath me. isn't necessarily like an object thing. When when I say thing, I'm thinking of an object specifically. Bubble bath is like a, it's a like concept. it's like it's all yeah yeah it's it's almost like you know it could almost be like a verb like I'm gonna go bubble bath right now. True, I I guess like uh, I I do like m- moving it more into like concepts and and theories, but I guess that's that's just beyond the scope of of Wheel of Fortune. And so, for those of you unfamiliar with Wheel of Fortune, you are spinning a wheel that has various money amounts on it, or uh, a bankrupt space where you lose all of your money, 
a miss your turn space where you just uh, don't get to go that round, and a uh, free spin where at any point other than your current turn, you can cash in the free spin again. Sounds like a lot of options, especially considering the amount of money denominations they have from $150 all the way to $1,000. However, I don't know about you guys, but mostly like the, the flow of the game is either like, you know the, the word and you're just kind of like trying to collect a lot of money putting in the letters, or you don't know the word and you got to wait for like the computers to help you like move along until it's your turn again. And then you spin the wheel, get some silly amount of money that doesn't really mean much of anything and uh, try to continue to rack up points again. So it's like a very, uh, it's either it's your turn or it's not. And I know that that sounds <laughs> super basic, but it's the truth. It's it. The game is either you're waiting for anything to happen or it, or you're at the risk of just watching the game play itself. Which really shows you just how like boring wheel of fortune kind of is like, unless Unless you're having fun guessing words, which I mean, you know, there's a little bit of that risk reward element too when you when you do the uh, when you're like if you know the word and you want to keep spinning so you can get the letters because you might end on miss a turn or bankrupt and then the net computer is going to solve it for you. So there's that like tiny little element. It's like one little modicum of like strategy that kind of encompasses the whole thing, but like it doesn't get much deeper than that throughout. Or that, or I'm a wheel of fortune novice. No, I think you could be pretty much have it. Like, I, I don't think Wheel of Fortune, uh, by design has, has too much going on. Uh, what was your, what was your favorite word that you got? Favorite word that, that I got correct or just favorite word that came up? Cause. <laughs> that came up. The I don't favorite know. <laughs> word that came up. So I was playing with a couple of buddies of mine and we, it, it was, it was not our turn. And the first spin, was it was like a two word thing. The first spin was a T. There was one T. Or no, it was an R. There was one there was one R in the second word. It was the first word was really long. And the computer just proceeds to solve pajama party. <laughs> we had no chance to even play. It just the computer was like, oh an R? That's pajama party. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> I saw some questionable choices like midget football team was a uh was a res- an answer like to a to a solved thing i don't think that flies anymore these days that was an answer uh, that's that was a like thing. a like this, a specific that's just the words put together yes M- midget football team it's supposed to be like a common phrase right like not like just some random thing that like no one's ever like says yeah i don't even remember what the category was but that's that's what happened it was probably thing <laughs> there were phrases though i did like the phrases of put the frosting on the cake <laughs> I had a, uh, uh, it was an accident, and easy come, easy go. Those were good. Those were classics. Only you can prevent forest fires. That's a big oh, that one. one fits. It fits somehow. Macaroni and cheese casserole fits. So why not? Mike, do you have any content for us? <laughs> I've got. Something. I do. Oh, go <laughs> I do. But Joe, you go first. I also want to mention that, like, in terms of them, you know, if, like trying to gamify this more. You know, we mentioned that there's like that little bit of strategy. They did this in the original Wheel of Fortune NES game too, where there's like the powers, the strength meter for when you spin. And like, we've seen that a million times, you know, the, the meter fills up, you got to press a right at the right moment when it's at the amount of the amount of strength you want to put into your golf swing or whatever it is. But with spinning and Wheel of Fortune where the wheel is like made to be a randomizer, 
it doesn't feel like, like, I have no idea, like, am I supposed to try it with strength? Am I supposed to try to do a weak spin? Does it make any difference at all other than just, like, how long it takes for the spin to go? I don't think it does at all. I don't think that there is any strategy or reason to try and do a strong spin over a weak spin. It's just, like, there to be like, yeah, see, it's a video game. I I don't think that there's any strategy to it, but I do think it's necessary just so that, like, every time you boot up the game, you don't get the same sequence. Like, it, it just is the random number generator for this. Sure. The, yeah, I, that's the only reason I could think that it exists. Add that randomness. Yeah, and I guess rather than, just, in. rather than just having, like, internal dice that are being rolled, at least it, like, feels like you have a little bit of agency in the randomness. Another thought on the, I guess, strategy side of things or just gameplay elements. In Jeopardy, there are the, you know, um, 500, 400, 300, 200, 100. You choose the amount of money that you want to go for. And we were talking, me and Sean, about how, like, oh, maybe you want to clear off the 500s right away to see if you can rack up all that money. And then the computers really have to fight for the rest of it because that'd be a large lead for you. In Wheel of Fortune... The strategy revolves around a spinning wheel, so there is very little you can do to prevent a bankruptcy. It it truly is chance. But even still, the amount of money that is on the board is confusing from a, uh, I don't know, from like even just the game itself giving you the option of spinning between 150, 200, 250, 300, 400, 500, 600, 700, 800, 1,000. There's just so many possible different numbers that even the scores that come out to don't necessarily feel like they lead to close battles because somebody could easily provide just as much information on the board with like really low spins, like 150, 200, 250 only. And then another guy just gets the 1000, picks the letter S, gets two of them and then solves the puzzle and wins all the money. And I think that could be solved if there was just less numbers between like if there was just 250 500 750 a thousand yeah now now you're talking about redesigning wheel of fortune but like this game isn't called uh letter word guesser game called wheel of fortune it's about the randomness and the trying like kind of pushing your luck uh and accidentally going bankrupt and then you have to buy the easy letters uh because that's uh that's the way the world works. I think it's sort of going for something there. Whoever the, whoever designed Wheel of Fortune in the whatever year it was, it's not about making a balanced game. I, I don't think. Yeah, I I can't. I'll be honest. I can't remember if there was ever even a time where I actually sat down and watched a full episode of Wheel of Fortune to really see how like the how the contestants do against each other. But I imagine if this is a problem in this game, this is something that happens in Wheel of Fortune, which has been on the air for however many years now, meaning that like uh, it doesn't seem like many viewers have an issue with it, unless unless that is something that somehow is corrected in actual Wheel of Fortune that this game couldn't do. Well, I think the difference there is just that they have actual money on the board. Like there's a they're playing for something real, and so you know these these various amounts actually like mean something like it's a meaningful right. difference between them and it's not that like points don't matter as much as money in a video game it's just that because the spread uh, of the numbers is so wide between that you 
you know, could theoretically be the unlucky guy who gets the 150 and the 200, which is only a $50 difference. But meanwhile, there's also a $1,000 thing on the board. It just creates like, to Sean's point, unbalanced gameplay that is more exciting when there's real money on the line and not just like, uh, well, I can reset the game if the computer just got too far away. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. You know, and, and nothing, you know, your, your whole, uh, I know you weren't saying that points don't matter as much as money in a video game, but I think that we're the three best audience members to agree with you on that because we always say how we hate the points or we don't pay attention to points. But um, I think that... Uh, even to like further prove that point, there's a mode in this game where you don't even play against the computer. You just play against yourself. You just keep racking up points until you win. And like, it doesn't matter. You win no matter how many points you have. But you can still lose out on the, the big Yeah, the prize. grand prize. Yeah, the trip to Washington. Yeah. <laughs> and the game does slightly change. For the third speed up round where uh, you only spin the wheel once and then every letter is worth that dollar value. So it's just like a, you, you either guess the letters and get the, that money or if you don't guess a, a letter that's on the board, it then goes to the next person. So that changes the game a little bit because it does become a... Uh, a speed competition to guess the word correctly because you only get to pick one letter then you have to solve or else it goes to the next person. And I kind of wonder why the whole game isn't like that at, at a certain point. Like, you could just keep spinning and drawing this whole thing out. And yes, there's the risk of a bankruptcy. But otherwise, you know, with a board as large as that with many different value dollars on there, it's <laughs> it's kind of like this is for me, this was the exciting round where I was actually thinking about like trying to solve it before figuring out most of it. Well, I don't, I don't know about you, Mike, but like when I was a kid, I, I just liked to watch the wheel spin. And I think mm -hmm. that the wheel spinning also serves to pad out the time of the program. So yes, in the video game version, I'd very much prefer this sort of, uh, one and done or solve, re uh, situation. But that's just not a simulation enough for, uh, uh for the wheel of fortune purists. <laughs> Which we know there are many. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but I, I think that the, the other problem, not problem with it, but the thing that we had the same problem with the first one too. Like, I don't want to keep reiterating problems we had with, with the first time, but like the, the time it gives you to like, to input your answers. Like, if you're solving, the time it gives you to input that is short. And I'm sure it's short like that on Wheel of Fortune, but like in this game, if you take five seconds to think about if you take five seconds to think about like what, okay, what letters do I need? What is this saying? And you're like, oh, I got it. I know exactly what to do. That five seconds might have made it so it's actually like impossible for you to for you to solve, depending on how long the word is, because the keyboard is so not ideal that you have to go around and select it. Like on actual Wheel of Fortune, you take five seconds and maybe you still have a time limit. But you take five seconds and you get it, and you can just say it out loud. You don't have to like <laughs> you don't have to scroll through a bunch of letters and 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 select each one and watch it float up slowly for some reason. Sean, the Wheel of Fortune wheel, which is the second most exciting thing about Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> other than Vanna, is that, you know, in real life, that is sparkly. It's big. It, it, makes, sparkly. A fun, it makes a fun sound. Yeah. 
you know, like it's very like, ooh, what's it going to land on? And that, you know, and then you get the bankrupt thing and, the, you know, that pipe uh, flute thing is, you know, that that's great. <laughs> you know, like these are all fantastic things that are lost to me on the presentational aspect because of the graphics that we have and the lack of Pat Sajak. Where is he? I don't know. Yeah, they, they should have a Pat Sajak edition. But now I can only think of your uh, your Rugrats Pat Sajak. The, I'm imagining that's what exactly what he would look like. Tough to believe that the Rugrats could get Pat Sajak, but <laughs> Rare couldn't. Yeah, but Wheel of Fortune, the game, can't. Yes. And they never really say that's Vanna, right? No. It's Vanna White, not Vanna Wright. <laughs> Sorry. Did I say did I say Vanna White? Never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, but you didn't mean anything. Like it's a, it was a stupid joke. You can leave this in. Oh, I get it. I get it. That's uh, that's so good. I'm leaving yeah. the whole thing in. I'm confused <laughs> right, too, great. and now I'm learning. Great. Um, but yeah, it, to your point about the wheel, it's not even large, like relative to the screen. It only takes up like a third of the screen. At least fill up the whole screen and make it like a oh, big wheel. Yeah, you know what? Wheel. If they would have redesigned this so that like you only see the top half of the wheel so they could add some extra bits to it, uh, like I don't need to see the, the, the bottom upside down half. Yeah. It, Isn't that what it's like in the on the show? Don't they I just think have that the camera is over like. it? Like They need better camera angles of the of the wheel <laughs> yeah. in this game, Mike. <laughs> that would make this essential. <laughs> The wheel is the biggest point, though, because look at the box for this game. It's just the wheel. They're not even, they're not showing the uh, the board with the cool, like, if you guys remember, it used to be Vanna wouldn't just touch them. She'd actually have to spin uh, the, the, the tiles. And then she just got to touch them. Now I think she doesn't even walk over to them. But what do I know? Uh, what does she do? But it, she, like, point I, to them from afar? She's like, yeah, with a long stick. She has a long <laughs> stick. <laughs> <laughs> she's on her i she's got an app on her phone and she just selects them <laughs> you know what's weird what is weird mike on the sequels and spinoff side we have a whole nother wheel of fortune game to go on the nes pat sajak edition <laughs> so sean you were guessing pat sajak edition joe what were you guessing wheel of fortune infants <laughs> no, uh, seriously, think about it. If you're, we made the adult version, we've made the junior version. Now it's time to merge the two together, get the parents and the kids together for family edition. Oh, oh. I thought you were gonna say senior edition. <laughs> so it's just both sets of answers in in one cartridge. I don't know what it's gonna be, but I'd like to say now, this is the only chance they have to get Wheel of Fortune. Uh, upgraded on our list because this game is the first game just for kids. <laughs> the family edition better not just be the same thing, but for families. Because also, wh why would you limit your audience to families? What about a single folk? <laughs> right. Well, me. Just, just or, me. or no, I would say like even if you're just two people, it's not this, you know if you have to have like kids now to understand. Okay. How about chosen family edition? <laughs> but also, if if you're if you're if if you're right and it's oh it's just the questions from both, it doesn't really make any sense because if their logic was okay, the kids can't understand the, the the words from regular Wheel of Fortune. We need a junior edition. Now, if you mix them both together, the adults have a huge advantage because fifty percent <laughs> of the of the words the kids apparently wouldn't understand. It's like, Dad, who's Noam Chomsky? <laughs> 
But you know, thinking about it, this game was made by adults, probably to rig it so they can just like destroy their kids in Wheel of Fortune. Are you sure this this one wasn't made by kids? Uh, you know what? I actually haven't looked that up or fact checked it. I'm sorry, I spoke out of turn. You have any dev notes for this, Mike? Uh, Rare made it just like they make all the other stuff. But man, are they really like we? They are just half ass in these game show games. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I will say, you know, not to make this the episode where we also talk about Wheel of Fortune Family Edition, but just a quick look at the box art, it bodes really well for Sean, because it's got half the wheel <laughs> and the board. Wow. wow. Is there any Vanna? No, but the board already has successfully spelled out Wheel of Fortune. Now, if I was the marketer, I maybe would have left some of those letters out <laughs> so that it's fun to, like, also guess them, because Wheel of Fortune is on the 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 box as well, and on the back of the box, and on the side of the box. So just leave a little bit up to the imagination. Tease us a little bit. <laughs> Sean, I heard that you might have prepared a giant wheel that we could spin to find out what the next segment of the show is going to be. Yeah, I'm going to spin that right now for you. And would you look at that? It's the Essential Games List. It's the Essential Games List. Sean, you spun the wheel. You go first. What's your vote? R. No, 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 no. It's the essential games list. In this one, you just say whether it's essential or not. Oh, okay. Uh, it is not essential. <laughs> oh, great, great. And uh, then we go to Joe. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to vote this essential. I don't think that uh, I could even get past just the seven-second time limit to to fill in your letter, let alone like just how sort of mundane the game feels in general, especially because it is exactly the same as a game we've already played. So no, not essential. I'll just add that these are the kinds of games that nowadays you can just play on your mobile phone or just, uh, you know, other, other word games have dominated the mobile phone craze and of all that. I don't know what Wheel of Fortune Junior Edition on the NES from 1989 could offer anybody today. And that's what the Essential Games list is all about. Whether it was like a good game at the time or even just like one of those games that you buy just because like, you know, you rent it on a Friday night with your family and but you should have bought the family edition, I suppose. But let's just pretend that it didn't come out yet. You just bought it with your family or rented it from Blockbuster. You're coming home, you have pizza, you watch a movie, you play some Wheel of Fortune Junior Edition. I'm sure for some people, that's a good vibe. But as an actual video game, they could have done so much more here. And so it gets both a bad review and a clearly not essential. Well, One thing I will say about this game and games like it is that it kind of is essential because if it didn't exist, then you wouldn't get this half hour of top grade a <laughs> listenable content that's true. that's true and we'll be back with more top grade a listenable content uh as sean would say uh next week when we do our very next game 720 degrees do you have to say the degree out loud can it just be 720 it's uh, escape I, I would. is it 720 or is it 720 oh i think it's 720 or 720 not 720 yeah. 7 two, zero, little zero up in the corner. <laughs> That's how it's pronounced. That's right. It's made by, uh, what's his name? Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Why did I blank this out is just the, 
Nobuo. Yeah, uh, Tetsuya Nomura. Tetsuya Nomura. Nobuo is the composer for Final yeah. Fantasy. I don't know what the I don't know what yeah, I'm yeah. talking about. Yoko Shinomura. Yoko Shinomura. I know composer. these things. Tetsuya Nomura. I was gonna say Tony Hawk, but uh, I'm, Tony Hawk I'm also composed some Kingdom Hearts music. I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah. 720 is a skateboarding game. It's only the tip of the iceberg, what we've talked about so far. We're actually going to talk about the game next time, which could be great because we didn't talk much about the Wheel of Fortune game here. Uh, we also talk about other games, specifically ones that didn't come out in um, North America. Gasp, that's the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> we have another podcast called Nostalgia Bites for Patreons only. You can go to nostalgia, uh, patreon.com slash nostalgia. And uh, there you can check out our Bites episodes. We've recorded a bunch already. Uh, I think seven as of the time of this uh, episode, but we've got a lot more coming. We've got Packland. We've got um, Starluster. Boku wow. Su- yeah, Bokusuka Wars. Yeah, Bokusuka uh, Wars. It sounds yeah, like you're a- on like an AI generating. Like there's like an AI generating video game titles. <laughs> Uh, I'll just say that Bokusuka Wars being announced as a Bytes uh, episode is a... You heard it here first, folks. That hasn't even been announced yet. I didn't even Whoops. know. Yeah, right. you're right. I, you, you just announced it. To, you know, it makes me feel kind of unimportant as a host that I'm on the same level as our listeners right I'd now. I'd say we're a little slightly below. Right. And also, for the patrons, if uh, Nostalgia Bites wasn't enough for you, we have a Discord where everybody uh, talks and hangs out. And we recently uh, played six-player Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge co-op and beat the game all in one sitting. It was great. We did chatting and all that. Okay. Yep. Great job, Sean. Well, next time, we look forward to seeing you there. I'll be there next time. Right. And also, thanks to the patrons, and thanks to everybody who listens to the show, really, We've updated our website, www.nostalgicast.com. In the Episodes tab, what is no longer really bad HTML now leads to a very incredible eight-tab Google spreadsheet where you can see every episode that we've ever recorded, every episode we're going to record, what our comments were on it, what we, uh, who voted for what, and also like what developers are good and bad based on the research we have. That's right. I can say definitively that Konami has released nine bad games, but 20 total. So do the math, and that means they're a pretty good developer. That's above 50%. And we are almost 33% done with this show. Not this episode, the, the, whole, the show. whole show. The idea oh, of the show, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, that that kind of makes me feel like I have urgency to, to, to live life. Yeah, we got to slow it down a little bit. You know, maybe hey, an episode a month. Thank you.